Welcome to the Saving Lives Podcast. I'm Eddie Joe. Today is the 1st of February of 2024, and I'm going to be discussing a recently published journal article titled Executive Summary, Guidelines on Use of Corticosteroids in Critically Ill Patients with Sepsis, Acute Respiratory Distress Syndrome, which we call ARDS, and Community Acquired Pneumonia, Focused Update 2024, which was published in Critical Care Medicine. As always, this is not medical advice on how to treat critically ill patients. Read these data for yourself. Hat tip to the authors. Corticosteroids have long been a cornerstone in the management of various critical conditions, including sepsis, acute respiratory distress syndrome, which, as I mentioned before, we call ARDS, and community-acquired pneumonia. The latest guidelines from the Society of Critical Care Medicine and the European Society of Intensive Care Medicine with significant updates based on the latest evidence. The use of corticosteroids in critically ill patients is a nuanced topic. Historically, this has been something of great debate, and I actually have a whole lecture on using corticosteroids in sepsis and septic shock. But one of the important things to do is balance the benefits and the potential harms of using corticosteroids in critically ill patients. Let's start off with their recommendations in patients with sepsis and septic shock. For patients with septic shock, the guidelines suggest administering corticosteroids as a conditional recommendation with low certainty. To be quite frank, in my practice, and again, this is not medical advice, I usually start patients on corticosteroids when they're in septic shock once they start the point where they need a second vasopressor. So... An example of this is a patient who is in septic shock, say, from a urinary tract infection, and they are receiving norepinephrine as their primary vasopressor. Why norepinephrine is the primary vasopressor is discussed with far more detail in my book. But once they start climbing into double digits on micrograms per minute of norepinephrine, that is when I go ahead and reach for the vasopressin, but at the same time, I have an order standing to also start patients on corticosteroids. The reason for that is because there are several large randomized controlled trials which have evidence of benefits, including advantages in shock reversal, reducing organ dysfunction, and in some cases, for example, the cases where there's a combination of using fludrocortisone, well, there is also an impact on mortality. What is clear-cut, though, is the advantages in shock reversal and reducing organ dysfunction. Therefore, this being a conditional recommendation with low certainty kind of makes me scratch my head, but I wonder if it has to do with the fact that they said sepsis and septic shock. Because in patients who just have sepsis, for example, without septic shock, well, those patients, I generally do not give them additional corticosteroids for their illness. The next set of recommendations comes in patients who have ARDS, Acute Respiratory Distress Syndrome. 2023 was quite interesting when it came to the new ARDS definitions, but we're going to stay away from that. In this particular guideline, the ARDS recommendation is to administer corticosteroids, but this comes with a moderate certainty. There are suggestions that their use can improve outcomes. And this recommendation is based on evidence showing that corticosteroids can reduce hospital mortality, especially when administered for more than seven days. This is a differentiation from patients who receive corticosteroids for sepsis and septic shock 
I guess in septic shock in this case, that a four-day course tends to be enough. Here, it's a more prolonged duration of administration of corticosteroids, stating again that it is for more than seven days. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. The third recommendation that was discussed in this article is using corticosteroids in patients with community-acquired pneumonia. Here, they state that the recommendation is for severe bacterial community-acquired pneumonia, the guidelines strongly recommend corticosteroids backed by a moderate certainty of evidence. This recommendation was made due to the significant benefits observed, including reduced hospital mortality and the decreased need for invasive mechanical ventilation. The dedicated data for community-acquired pneumonia has been, at least from my standpoint, discussed extensively, including podcast episodes that I've done in the back, I've also created YouTube videos on this. So there's plenty of places to find why they made this recommendation. And ultimately, I definitely agree with it. One of the things I commonly recommend when we take care of critically ill patients is that we should not have a blanket approach to treat everybody the same. And these guidelines underscore the importance of a personalized approach to corticosteroid use in critical care, taking into account the specific condition as well as the latest evidence. As always, the decision to use corticosteroids to hopefully improve our patient's outcomes should be tailored to the individual patient's context with an emphasis on weighing the potential benefits against the possible risks. To go ahead and wrap everything up and try to keep this podcast episode less than 10 minutes, this focused update on corticosteroids and critical illness provides essential guidance for healthcare providers in case, you know, some people haven't been keeping up with the literature there are, they are still, let's say, non-believers in using corticosteroids in patients who have septic shock. They're, they never kept up with the data for using glucocorticoids in patients who are in ARDS and have not read the latest data of using corticosteroids in patients with community-acquired pneumonia, bacterial community-acquired pneumonia. Ooh, one, one quick caveat that um, I need to mention. In patients with ARDS, if it's ARDS secondary to influenza, please, this is one place where glucocorticoids has shown to actually cause harm. So if your patient has the flu and has ARDS, well, these two are not friends. It's actually going to make the ARDS worse. Wrapping this up, I'd like to thank you for joining me on the Saving Lives podcast. Remember, these data are down in the show notes, so please go ahead and read them for yourself as this is not medical advice. Hope you have a great day, guys. Bye.